Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of APA gaming and sports. On this episode, we discuss the first APA Baseball Jackie Robinson Day, APA Ball and Lineup Creation, and we interview BBW player commissioner extraordinaire Stray Corrado of the Midwest Baseball and Midwest Winter Leagues. Please join us now on Double Take, an APA gaming podcast. Okay, welcome to episode 25 of Double Take. This is Kirk Weber with my brother, Kevin. And we thank you for joining us um, for hopefully another time. If not, if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us then. Um, lots of APA talk coming up. Another uh, great interview uh, with what is, I, I guess we kind of look at him now as a new friend of ours, Stray. Um, and that'll be coming up after our break in a few minutes. Um, but there's a couple things that we want to get into. There's, uh, since we've changed um, our direction of our podcast to a more APA gaming um, focus, um, it's gotten even better for us, you know, from a personal level. Um, we've, mm-hmm. We're exploring new things and trying to dabble in areas that are not our, in our wheelhouse, like uh, Baseball for Windows or BBW. Um, so that this episode will focus a lot on that when we talk with Stray later. Um, and we're trying to dive into that. But we want to make sure that we have different interviews and different topics that hit different APA interests. And that also means that we want to talk to people that play other things besides baseball. And so we're trying our best to reach out to people about, um, you know, whether it's football, basketball, they don't really do that, hockey, soccer, golf. Uh, We want to learn about that and then um, have some stuff, some material on on our podcast about that. So um, if you see us on social media trying to kind of get in, we're not trying to just weasel into things. We're trying to make some contacts. But if you know people that would be uh, willing to talk to us about various other games, please either email us at doubletakefeedback at gmail.com. Leave us a voice message if you want. Find us on our social media pages. It's basically Double Take Cast at, and we have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We also have a YouTube page that we have some things posted on there, like a Jackie Robinson game that we had with our friend Tom from the Apple blog. Um, so all of those things are ways that you can connect with us. Um, we will gladly work with people, um, and you know um, that way there we can do it. So I know we'll come back to stuff, right, Kev? I mean that's kind of where yeah. we're at. Yeah, you know, we're we're not in this we're we're not like, you know, making money on this or something. We're in this because it's fun to do and we like the exploration and we like the people that we meet and the more people that interact with the show and um we're involved with, the more worthwhile it is to do. That's like our payment basically. Right. Know? So we we want that connection. We want it to be it's an app a gaming podcast. So we have to kind of branch out a little bit. We got to learn some stuff about soccer and hear about that. And I'm, we're interested too in, in hockey and um, golf and um, football, which is very big. And, you know, NFL and, and college football replays and different things that people do. So we are very interested in that. We just need to get in contact with the right people and uh, make it a broad thing. Obviously, our main focus always seems to be baseball because that is the bread and butter of APA. But, you know, there's yeah. lots of other things out there too. 
And, yeah. and you know, there's lots of avenues even through the baseball one. Um, you know, you talk to people that are into uh, leagues. You talk to people that are in the tournaments, uh, guys that are more cards and dice, more face-to-face, people that are into BBW, people that are into App Go, which we also want to talk to some people on that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're trying to reach out in different areas, um, more replay people, um, trying to get some of that worked in, too, because some people, that is a focus of theirs. So lots and lots. I mean, there are a ton of things that we can talk about for a long time. And we'll have we have more episodes coming out now because of there's no way we would be doing this um, in this fashion if it wasn't for self-quarantining and the pandemic. And we don't like how that's affected so many people in negative ways. But in a certain way, it's kind of refocused us and allows us to try to get this going the right way so that we can maintain it when we are probably busier with, you know, working and, and our children and our families and so forth. Yeah. Um, so a lot of content right now. Eventually it will slow down a bit once uh, life gets back to normal but we'll do what we can while while we can do it you know you know and we've been conducting various interviews and sometimes we're not trying to put one out every day though we a lot of them are going to come in quickly but some of them will have what i call a pretty good shelf life um and can be listened to at different times and you know depending on whatever podcast um application you use you can pause and go back we're on every i think we're on over 10 of them um, so, you know, find your favorite podcast app and use that on a phone or you can listen to it on a computer or something like that and, um, and just subscribe and, and just, you know, when we have something come out, when you're ready, start working through it. And, um, if there's some topic and we, you know, we're not just saying this just to sound nice that you think would be a good thing for us to explore or a good person you can get us in, in connection with, please let us know and we will do it. Uh, we'd love to yeah. because really one of our payments, uh, like we were saying earlier, is um, learning about this and making new APA friends. And, and um, this APA community, there's there's so many similar characteristics. And normally it's wanting to talk about the hobby and also people wanting to help people learn about things. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've experienced that recently with uh, BBW. We're like, I don't know anything. I've never done this. And we have so many people that are like, hey, I'll help you. You know, let's do it. Let me teach you what what's cool about it. And and that is so fun. All right. Yeah. So um, that's that was our first thing before we, uh, you know, get into our interview after the break. The other thing um, is um, our first APA Jackie Robinson day that you really kind of were the brain behind getting this going, Kevin. So it I would say successful. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's worked out. Um, people participated in it. I mean, I don't know what our, what the expectations were. It's like some people other than somebody like me or you doing it, that happened, right? Yes. And it'll probably, um, if we continue to kind of memorialize that every April, um, we'll grow. Normally that's how things do when you have your first one. It's normally a little smaller than the next ones. And um, I think that if, uh, and we'll have it in the show links, a great article that came out um, by Tom uh, Nelsoppen um, about, you know, it's win or lose. It was successful at the Jackie Robinson day because, you know, sometimes you were on the winning side or the losing side. Yeah. And there's lots of different things that got put on Facebook. Um, and there are videos like we had a fun time where you kind of did a little color commentating while Tom and I played uh, 49 and 51 Dodgers. 
and, um, you know, different ways, you know, that people did, did cards and dice. Uh, some people started some uh, replays, uh, some really good stuff. I mean, what, you know, what are you thinking on um, the yeah, Jackie well, Robinson? If, if you want to check out the Epigo replay, you just got to go to the Double Take uh, podcast YouTube channel, which we'll have a link to in the show notes. But if you search uh, Double Take Appa, on YouTube, you should be able to find it pretty easily too. Our logo is there and everything. I, I searched all over to see what guys were doing. I saw a lot of games and a lot of invites and stuff on Go that dealt with uh, Jackie Robinson era Dodger teams and all kinds of stuff on the different Facebook pages, whether it be the Appa Games page, the Appa Baseball page, the Appa Blog page, some on ours. Um, and so I saw a lot of stuff, a lot of different ways of doing it. Um, and it seemed like there was a lot of participation of guys all over the country. I saw, you know, guys down in Florida, guys in California, guys in the New York area were doing stuff um, in all the different formats. So, yeah, it was a success. I didn't really have a big idea in mind of what we should do. You know, I just wanted people to be able to participate, especially when we're all stuck inside with the pandemic and there's no baseball on TV. And, and it seemed like a good way to kind of do something, something to look yeah. forward to. And I think people enjoyed it. So, yeah, yeah. I think it was a success. And, you know, for me, I mean, the ultimate thing is to give some thought about Jackie Robinson, his legacy and historical significance and on, you know, I mean, around that time, but on April 15th. And I, that worked for me. So um, in my mind, that's the ultimate success. Um, so mm -hmm. um, I think it was great. Um, I think it was more interactive than other things that people could do. I mean, I know that um, they'll have games and everybody's wearing number 42 and you could watch a game, but that's not really doing as much as somebody playing a game on purpose with Jackie Robinson and then sharing their results. Um, yeah, that's the beautiful thing about Apple is that everybody that did that, Jackie Robinson played for you, you know, and we all know that. If you, I don't care what Apple sport uh, you play. You know, Secretariat's running for you if you're doing saddle racing, you know? Right. Um, you know, Red Grange is playing football for you if you're doing football. And Jackie Robinson was hitting for you, you know? Yep. So, um, or against you if it was, you know, on the other side too. So that's pretty cool. You know, I I don't know. I mean, you know, we all know that. That's the way it kind of works. Right. So that was, um, that was fun and I think successful. And we appreciate everyone who... Um, did something there. If you did something and you weren't able to share it, you can still share it um, through Facebook or send it um, to us in some email way or through uh, social media. And we'd like to hook that in even more. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll still do it. No um, problem. Yeah. And that would be good. And then um, you had, and we thought just uh, our final topic before we go to the interview. Um, you had a first card Friday come out here at the end of, uh, you know, like April uh, 17th here and uh, on Elven Dark, which, you know, rookie mm -hmm. of the year and um, had a very nice career. And one of the more interesting things that you came out on that was um, how he was an ideal number two hitter. Um, yes, for sure. In real life and in APA, which is yeah. also the beauty of APA baseball. Um, so we thought we'd talk a little bit about um, crafting an APA lineup. Particularly, um, yeah, an APA game kind of lineup. And if you're a basic game player, you know you can play APA ball. And if you're in a tournament, you want to play some APA ball because you're trying to win 
games, you know, to keep moving along and try to win the tournament or something. And so if you have a card like the Alvin Dark card that I, I wrote about in the final or first card Friday, um, he has four thirty ones on his card. So he's a great hit and run man because we know in, in basic game, if you roll a 31, it's a single and the guy goes to third. Um, right. He doesn't strike out a lot. Um, he's got some sevens and zeros. You know, you're not you're not going to roll a sixty six one and get a, a home run and get ripped off and get a double instead, and the guy scores or whatever. So he's a really great number two guy to have in your lineup to move guys along, um, and that, that's what you look for. But we can talk about the other spots that you look for. Okay, if you're you know looking at your eight or nine hole in your lineup, obviously, you know this year some of your weaker hitters, but uh, those top let's say six spots or so, yeah. And what is, um, you know, for people that maybe are a BBW player and they don't really look at the cards that way, a 31, if you aren't hitting and running and using that chart, is a fly out. Fly out the center. Yep. Fly out the center. So what you do is you change the odds on the on the card for that. And, um, and if it's somebody who's a power hitter or something like that, you, you're less likely to do it. If you have 13s, the guy's going to get caught stealing, basically. Um, mm-hmm. 14s though, they walk a lot. Um, and that's what 14s are and stuff that will also get you a, the guy to second base, you know? So if you, if you have a guy, he steals uh, second, as long as he's got an 11, right. Uh, uh, if, he's a, yeah. if he's a base stealer and has an 11 leading off for you. So you had Ricky Henderson leading off, he walks and doesn't happen to steal on that walk or something. And then you do a hit and run with Elvin dark and you get a 14, he steals, um, and, mm-hmm. and even if the guy, so if the guy has a Z or something, which would, you know, be two balls or whatever, then that guy can get down there. So you can play what we refer to as Apple ball, um, by stacking guys in the right spots. And, um, mm-hmm. and then of course those 31s and, you know, normally a guy has one or two 31s on their card. Three is very good. Four is very unusual. Yeah. So like, let's say you're, you're facing an A pitcher and there's a guy in first with him up. Well, he's got he's got uh, three sevens on his card. Well, those are ground out runner to second against an eight. So that's going to be the same thing in hit and run. But you put those four thirty ones into play. It's like he's got four extra sevens when you do that. Yep. Now, if you roll a, a home run or something, it's just going to be a double runner score. So you always have that chance. But you basically put those three sevens back in play plus one, and uh, you've got those opportunities now. Nine nine could be a hit, and that's going to be round out too. But you know, you give yourself some other opportunities there to uh, to get a single and move guys along, and he's a great player for that. And so you got to realize that. So that's that's why he's a great number two guy. The other kind of great number two guys you can have is somebody with like uh, two tens on their card. Um, if you don't want to hit and run, you know, they might have some power numbers. Maybe they got like five, six, one, you know, they could hit some home runs and they got two tens. You put them behind somebody that gets on base a lot, gets a lot of walks, a good leadoff man kind of guy. Um, then they can get a lot of stolen bases on that cheap ones against any pitcher, you mm-hmm. know. So, and and yeah. sometimes what you'll see is in slightly inflated numbers for guys in leagues and stuff. If they, if you put them in the right spot, like you have... Avisel Garcia. Avisel uh, Garcia, yeah. Um, and yes. you have him hit number two in your league, right? And Yes, um, yes. He has some tens, and you have him hitting behind a guy that has a good on-base percentage. He's on first base a lot. So he's stealing more bases than what he really should 
but he played about like 125 or 30 games and stole 10 bases. He's got a 15-10 and a 25-10 on his card from last year, and he probably has he's got close to 10 steals right now. And, right. and I played I played maybe like 45 games. Right. Okay. So, so he's, okay, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm trying to win my league, you know. I mean, I'm not I'm not doing a replay. I'm not concerned about um you know, if he produces that, I, I want him to be productive for me. That's what right. I care about. Because the know? card is set to basically be in the lineup on the actual team he was on and yeah. not um, in your lineup. And for... probably hitting in the spot he did and playing in a number of games. And so he's surrounded by the players he was surrounded by. He maybe didn't have as good a on-base guy in front of him when he was hitting. I don't know. Um, but for my team, he does very well so far. Hopefully he keeps it up. Yeah. Right. And does he have some fives on his card too? He's got a, a 11 five. He's got a six on 33 and a one on 66. And he's got a seven on 22. Yes. Yeah. So, and it, for people that are less, you know, kind of cards and dice guys, a five with a man on first is a home run instead of like a double or something. So like if he, if, if he's coming up with a guy on first, those tens can turn into some steals for him, and now he has like I've like got he, second and third, yeah. and yeah, and he's basically also has more chances for hitting home runs, and he's, he's got two pro- chances for a home run, yeah, instead of the one, and um, so he is probably going to hit more home runs for you than yes. normal. He's hit too. several, yes, he has, yes. Um, so, <laughs> but you know, that's that's what you got to look at, and that's what you do, and. It, the same sort of thing can happen if you're playing in a tournament or something where uh, you might see, based on how a card is set up, how you could set up a nice lineup for a tournament and have it produce a little bit more than what it I normally think would. in some ways the number one and two hitters are more important than your three and four hitters when you're playing Apple Ball. Yeah. Um, you need you got to get your best on-base guy um, at the top of your line. And that could be just a guy that walks a lot. And, you know, maybe he only hit 265, but man, he's got like a 390 on base percentage because he walked all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, that's like getting a single. I mean, a walk's as good as a hit when nobody's on base. It's not otherwise. And people always say that. But when nobody's on base, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to get him on base. Then you got to get a good number two guy that can do some stuff with a guy on first in particular. And then I look at the number three guy to be able to get. You know, you, you hope you have some guys on second base for that three-hitter. So a guy that maybe has some sevens. Obviously, hopefully he has some power. He's got the most opportunity to get to drive runners in when guys are on second, second, and third, that kind of situation. That's what I look yeah. for for my three-hitter. Yeah. And so if you're doing something that's league or tournament-related, you, you look at it a little different. It's not always um, about, like, the what he did in real life and where he batted in the lineup. You know, maybe mm-hmm. – um, you know, the, you know, like it seems odd, but that's what you do. And it's an app, ball sort of thing, but it's, it's how, well, it's uh, the same it type of thing. Like you want your four hitter to be a guy that can get on base a lot. If you go down one, two, three, you know, you, you want a guy maybe gets a lot of walks. He's got some power. Maybe he's got, you know, first column ones and things like that, but he can draw some walks and get on base. And then your, your five hitter. Could Five be and six, guy. Like, I would say that should could be, be like an Avizel Garcia guy again. Right. If you have another guy doing that, guy with some tens, um, fives. so that you can move those guys along. Yep, and fives, right, right. Like those fives, you want to put behind somebody that maybe that has a pretty good on base percentage and is on first a fair amount, and then you increase the chances of home runs for that. And so, and then if you ever run into a guy that has two fives and a one. 
that guy all of a sudden can come up a once or twice a game sometimes like he's Babe Ruth or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. and that can change everything. You know, if you wrote, because, you know, really you want to capitalize on those double numbers and in and if and you're trying to stack that up to do that the most and i know there's yeah. people out there that know this but it's um you know some people you see some of the lineups that they put together and, and you're, you're like what are you, you thinking you scratch your head <laughs> yeah. a little bit and you know well like two fives equals a one a five is the second best number i mean a one is the best number obviously it's an automatic home run and you know if you're playing straight basic game but a five is great I mean, if anybody's on base, I mean, frequently, you know, it's it's a home run more than anything else other than a one, mm-hmm. you know. So you gotta you gotta use that. So like, if a guy has like um, two fives and a one, I mean, we're talking a, a thirty-five plus home run kind of guy for the year. That's usually the way you can get that. So then, if you're moving down the rest of your lineup, you gotta look for those opportunities to maybe hit and run. So if you have a good contact guy and you know he doesn't hit for a high average, but he's got some thirty ones, maybe like three of them, and doesn't strike out a lot, and you happen to have another hitter that maybe has an eleven, maybe he's not a real, you know, high hitter, but he does have a fifteen eleven, not a lot of power. You can kind of match those guys up a little bit um, somewhere in your lineup, maybe in the seven eight spots if you can't. And then if you just have that speed guy and you're playing DH, I always like to get that speed guy in the nine spot so that, you know, you don't clog up your bases at the end there if you can. So, I mean, that's kind of right. the way I kind of look at it. And so it's 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 fun, you know. It's um, you know, just part of playing and, and stacking things. And even if you just grab a couple of teams and you're just rolling a, a scrimmage game of some sort, you know, how you set your lineup um, depends on, you know, the sequence of what numbers they might have. And, um, and that's where, you know, when we're reading cards, that's kind of what you're doing. I think it still can play in um, to how um, people play uh, online or play BBW or something because they're using that information on the official yeah. cards. Definitely and, an app go. On app go, it does figure into that. Yeah. Right. So you would do the same sort of thing um, if you were aware of that. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of because like if you want to hit and run an app a go, it's the same deal, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you if a guy has 30 ones on his card, you can do that. And I think we talk a little bit about some of that in our uh, our video that was our the game between Tom and I um, for 4951 yeah. Dodgers and just kind of looking at some cards as we were playing, um, which is kind of fun. And I think we'll try to do some more of that sort of thing and share different things not that we're you know experts by any means but just kind of the thought process behind that mm-hmm. now we realize that you know it's different master game it's different on bbw as far as you know hit and running and the results and things like that um so we're just talking about basic game more um apago and also tournaments because almost all tournaments well every tournament i know of is a basic game tournament so mm-hmm. you know these things apply for those things Right. And, and for us, and not every, some people like to just stay in their lane, right? But for us, we're trying to get into a lot of lanes right now, you know, yeah. get in, you know, uh, deal with different um, games, you know, sports and stuff, deal with different versions of APA, Basic, Master, BBW, APA Go, um, dabble in all of those sorts of things. So um, some of those were more well-versed than others. Um, but we're just trying to learn and, and the beauty of the APA community is people like to help you learn and, um, and, and it's fun to just kind of go down those different paths. 
Um, yeah. So, so that's where um, really uh, this episode gets into us trying to explore uh, a BBW sort of um, ideas and learn about that. And you, you'll mm-hmm. notice uh, after we come back from break, when we talk to Stray, that um, you know we have questions that if you're a BBW player, you're probably like, well, why don't you know that? Well, we don't. And Chris Stray talks from an angle of a guy that's really knowledgeable about that, but um, isn't really a, a board, you know, kind of card and dice guy. And so he doesn't go from that angle, but that's all right. And, and if we can do anything with have people see kind of the pros and cons and, and respect those different angles that, um, you know, within the gaming community for APA, that would be great, right? Yes. Um, so stick with us and a uh, quick little break here. And then when we come back, we'll be talking um, with our new friend, Stray. Welcome back. Uh, we're very happy and pleased to have Stray Corrado on our show today. Uh, he is um, kind of a, a guru in BBW, the Baseball for Windows, and also um, runs several leagues through the BBW uh, platform. And we're going to be talking to him about that and just everything in general with uh, with APA. But my first question for you, Stray, is uh, welcome to the show. And uh, how did you get started with APA? Well, thanks for having me, guys, and uh, thanks for Jackie Robinson Day today. I know you guys got your uh, your stuff going on with that, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I appreciate being here very much. Thank you. Uh, I got started with APA uh, back in the late 80s, just learning computers. I started with a Commodore 64, and I played Micro League Baseball, and somehow mm. I found APA and the DOS game. And eventually got into a league called the Iowa Baseball Confederacy, and that that league's still around. And they, uh, I think they switched over to Baseball for Windows some years ago as well. But I just got involved with it and fell in love with APA. I mean, it's baseball. How can you not fall in love with it? Right. Yeah. We we had uh, that um, micro league. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun game. That was that. Yeah, especially when there wasn't a lot of cool things like that. It looked pretty cool for for the era. You know. Well, it had the real players and kind of produced a similar thing to, you know, Apple. I mean, it's very rude and crude now if you look at it. But, um, yeah, it was it was kind of inventive at the time. Yeah. It, it was so. a great game at the time. The box, I think the box sold me because it was bright and colorful. And then having the real players, you know, that was it. And mm-hmm. having their statistics somewhat close to baseball was, or, or real life, was what made it exciting the one thing that i really liked about that game and we'll get into baseball for windows later but the one thing i liked about that game that baseball for windows doesn't do is you had to warm up your pitchers and i thought oh yeah that's right thing right Mm -hmm. i remember that i you know that's bringing back some memories that was a that was fun i mean now people would probably talk about limits on stat collection or something or whatever but just for going on and playing a game with the real players and that's the essence of it you kind of like using the real guys because there are some cool baseball games i mean you know like you can play a super mega baseball on any you know gaming console but it doesn't have the real players you know and that's what people like 
Yeah. I remember it good. had kind of like a great the great teams of the past kind of thing on there. So you could play like the seventy five Reds against, you know, the sixty one Yankees and see how they do. And that was really cool at the time. Yeah. All yeah. that does is show our age. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a good that's a good looking back. Uh, maybe in the show notes I'll have to see if I can find a link to something related to that just for fun. That would be good. Hmm. Um, all right. So have you had any other experiences playing APA games other than APA baseball? A little bit. I played the DOS version of hockey, and I don't think they ever came out with more than that. And I believe there's still a league around that uses that DOS version of APA. But I wasn't around to, to do much with APA games and, and cards and dice and things like that. But I, I did really enjoy the DOS hockey game. And this past year at, at the Greater Michigan APA baseball tournament, on Friday night we hung out and watched uh, a couple guys play hockey. One of them was uh, Rob Spatz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Spatz was learning how to play hockey, and we sat there and watched a period. And, and I believe he came back and won 3-2 to two in a great, huh. great finish. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, we've talked a little bit on some of the other shows about how hockey and, and soccer have an interesting kind of flow to them. Um, did you kind of witness that when you were watching a little bit? Like the game engine's pretty good, you know. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They had a, a lot of back and forth. Like there was a shot and it was tipped and then, you know, who did it go to and the puck was moved down the ice and the clock ticking down. It, it, was, it was enjoyable. I truthfully don't think I could play it because – I'm so old that, you know, learning learning new tricks is uh, is a little hard. But it looked like Rob picked it up, and it was maybe well, his third or fourth time playing. And it's not like it Rob's a quick. young guy here or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. So. <laughs> Sorry, Spatty. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, yeah, we've had a, we've dabbled too, but most of ours has been kind of baseball related too. Yeah, and a lot of cards and dice. So you haven't really done a whole lot with cards and dice kind of stuff with App of Baseball at all? Or, I mean, have you, you know, like when you do the um, some of the stat stuff and uh, all the computer stuff at the Greater Michigan Tournament, which is great, the stuff you do there. But you don't want to play in, in that? You're just not a card and dice kind of guy or what? Well, you know, to me, the enjoyment I get out of APA, and same with my leagues, is I love seeing the guys smile. You know, like you guys, I, you know, I've met you at the tournament and I'm getting to know you guys a little bit more. But the smiles I see when you guys come up at the table and, and you know, you got to win or you lost by one run and you're still smiling or you lost by 10 runs. The smiles I see on the guys' faces and, and the enjoyment that we get from feeling like we're 12 again when we're playing this game, cards and dice or baseball for windows, that's the enjoyment I get. I never really played cards and dice i I honestly played maybe 25 games in my lifetime and Mm -hmm. i did play at pastor rich's tournament maybe four or five years back i played the expos and i met some great people there dick butler greg wells uh Mm -hmm. steve ryan ron gloss pastor rich you know i meet all these people and the game and the enjoyment of playing that's not what it's about for me it's about making friends and seeing people smile and I actually love doing the stats. Uh, it, it's just, you know, my way of being around and doing what I did when I was 12. You know, we kept stats playing a baseball game in my garage with my best friend who at the time, you know, we were 9, 10, 11 years old. My best friend still plays in my league 48 years later. You know, hmm. we're still best friends and we still play in a baseball APA league. And that's the enjoyment that's awesome. that I get out of APA. 
Right. Hmm. And, you know, there's lots of entry points. You know, it could be, a, you know, you're interested in stats or you're interested in, uh, you know, the camaraderie or whatever it might be. So, you know, that's the kind of the beauty of the hobby is uh, there's, you know, it can answer different things, even how you play. You could be a cards and dice guy. You could be a replay person. Uh, more specifically, you could be a tournament type person, a league person. There's lots of different ways you can go with it, too. And speaking yeah, of stats, uh, Dom, um, Dom's yeah. one of the guys who like their league runs baseball for Windows and Master Game and yes, regular game. Yes. They play all different ways. I don't know how he does it. I love yeah, the guy. He's know. one of my favorite people in Appa. You know, but I don't know how they do that. And they've got, yeah. you know, my league's twenty five years old or, or going on twenty five next year. Those guys got like thirty some years in, and they do yep. it with stats and cards and dice and Excel and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. but cool. But speaking of stats, you work for um, MLB Advanced Media, um, and obviously, you know, your um, love of stats probably goes into that. What do you do for um, MLB? I'm one lucky dude, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. As much as I love baseball, getting to go to work every day and say I work for Major League Baseball, it's a dream come true. I mean, Yeah, for sure. You know, I go to work with four other guys. So we have a five-man crew. And we basically are, you know, we work when it's time to work, but it's hanging out with my best friends Mm. and talking baseball and just being around the guys. And what I I actually do is I do StatCast. So I basically track the data that is fed for all the players' movements, the launch angles, the distance the balls Mm. hit, all those type of things through Doppler radar and optical cameras. And then I also work in what is called the video room monitoring or basically just preventing things from happening downstairs in the clubhouse, the dugout during the game. So kind of the, um, the Astro factor a little bit, or I'm not going to go there because we're limited to what we can say. Right. So I'm not going to go there and say anything. I'm just going to say you guys are, you guys do your homework. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's really cool. I mean, I think that that alone, but it's, it must be interesting. Like some people will do something baseball related, going to games or playing games um, as a as a, a secondary thing to their job. You kind of go when the baseball season's going on from baseball to baseball, basically, right? Because you're a busy guy with leagues and things like that. So, so my my theory is the uh, Stan Musial theory. I look out the window all winter, wait for spring. And once March 15th comes, I'm at the park, usually Comerica Park. Sometimes I travel to close cities, Cincinnati, Chicago, things like that. And uh, I work those parks as well, but very, very limited with that. But if the Tigers aren't in town, I'm on a high school diamond umpiring high school baseball. Unfortunately, Mm. we're not doing that this year. Uh, I'm also on a fed ball diamond or a little league diamond, or I'm working on my Apple leagues and Basically, from March 15th until October 15th, there is baseball every single day. And the only days that I get off is when there's rain. And right. sometimes, sometimes I pray for rain. Yeah, oh yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yep. Yes. I have to get you over here sometime to umpire some baseball games on the west side of the state if you're ever interested. I assign games over here, and, and I do a lot of umpiring myself. Um, I, I would love so. to do that. I know you guys have talked about college, and I'm, uh, 
I'm, I'm not going to pat myself on the back too much, but I think I'm ready to, to make that first jump from high school to college. So I would love some more information about that when you guys get the time offline, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. So, well, awesome. That's, you know, you definitely have an interesting job for sure as far as uh, working for MLB. Uh, are you a Tigers fan or do you or do you just, you know, have you, you always grew up in Michigan or what do you uh, Grew up in Michigan, uh, east side of Detroit, and I live in Mount Clemens now. I, I am a Tiger fan only because I was born in you know in Michigan and the Detroit area and grew up with that. Um, My heroes basically were the first players that I can remember. You know, it's uh, Jason Thompson and Steve Mm -hmm. Kemp and guys like that. You know, late seventies, early eighties, around the floor. Those were my were my heroes. So I am a Tiger fan, but. Now I have to separate that. When I go to work, I work right. for Major League Baseball, and I don't have any rooting interest in in any team. I root for the game to be over because when you've been there yeah. for eight, nine, you know, ten hours mm. a day, you know, just like a regular job, at a certain point yeah. you want to go home. But just like an umpire, right? You, just, you know, exactly. Get oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys know yeah. the sign, but it's it's when you're you put your hand together like you're pressing your car keys. It's like, come on, let's get this game moving. Let's go. Turn the car on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you're in. Um, you're in. Uh, you involved in a lot of leagues. Kind. Of, um. You know, the Midwest Baseball League. Among. You know, probably maybe. Maybe that's the biggest one you're. You have been involved with. Involved with since what? 1997. Um. And what? What? I mean, what other leagues and stuff are? I mean, kind of tell us a little bit about. The leagues you participate in and how you manage that with your uh, with your everyday life. Well, my everyday life is basically the two leagues, the two baseball leagues that I run. Uh, again, you know, work comes into play and things like that, and family as well. I mean, those are most important. Uh, but the Midwest Baseball League is a current day league, and I'll, I'll jump into that a lot more, hopefully, with you guys. And the Midwest Winter League is the same thing, a baseball for windows, Apple League, and it is a retro league. Uh, we started that league, I'm going to say 12 to 15 years ago, but we started with the 1970 league, and we are now progressed through uh, about September of 1996. So we're just getting to our playoffs now in that league. So, but those are the two leagues that I run. I also run a couple of uh, hockey leagues that are uh, DK sports games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm co co commissioner of those leagues, and I enjoy hockey, but nowhere to the extent like APA baseball. Right, and you and what's great is you uh, have wonderful websites that break down everything. You know, all the teams and history and. Um, you know, current standings and drafts and all that for like everyone. And you, are you kind of behind each of those? Is that kind of, you kind of, kind of have those all kind of tail off of your main website? Yes, sir. Straybaseball.com is the main website. And the four leagues that I run basically have uh, links to there. There's a bunch of other links and that site's pretty old. It was uh, something I designed just to, to put up as a front page so I could get to my leagues or the Mm -hmm. leagues that I was in, in pretty quick uh yeah in 1997 i was playing in the iowa baseball confederacy and we i broke off and started the midwest baseball league uh we started with 24 franchises using baseball for windows which at that time i believe was a brand new version of the master game 
and mm-hmm. uh, we expanded maybe maybe 12, 15 years ago to 28 franchises now. Wow. So when you think about that, you know, there's there's 30 teams in baseball, and, you know, on the app disc, all the players are carded. So there's 30 teams worth of players, and I'm pretty sure it's 1,100 or so players now. But the Midwest Baseball League expanded to 28, So, and we draft minor leaguers as well, and I'll get into that. Uh, so yeah, it gets down that. to the nitty-gritty. It gets down yeah, to the nitty-gritty. we have a deeper system than baseball's yeah. 40-man roster. Yeah. So, and the website, the website became a passion for me. It was something I had no idea how to do, and it basically taught me how to create a website, which developed into a job for me and eventually got me hooked up with Major League Baseball. So APA not only you know is a hobby, but it taught me my career. And it, it really, you know, it brought things together for me. So it's now, wow. it's now just not a game. It's it's part of my life. You know, I, I build websites on the side for people or, or businesses. And it's mm-hmm. something that I learned through APA Baseball and through through something that I love. So I, I you know, I can't wait to tell you yeah. more about my league, though. <laughs> Yes. Well, why don't you why don't you do that? Let's let's uh, get into your league and tell us about how that. I mean, especially for people that aren't familiar with a non cards and dice approach, I think and I think people would like to kind of hear how you set that up and how it operates and so forth. Okay, great. Uh, so again, we have twenty eight franchises and we're scattered throughout the United States. I mean, well, through North America actually, we have teams from Florida, California, uh, New Brunswick, and Winnipeg, Canada. And we have a big conglomerate in Michigan. We have uh, nine guys that reside here. And we drafted our teams back in 1997. And we actually brought six teams in that were from the Iowa Baseball Confederacy. So we Mm. had six guys come over, and we kept our rosters. And then we drafted the other 18 teams with owners and things like that. And, again, we expanded to 28. And we draft 12 prospects for each team and we draft carded players as well and again with the app disc all the players are carded so as deep as this league is we have to you know have players who have 60 at bats and not a great card at all but i yeah. need this player to to play shortstop for me for the 17 games that i need to to give my shortstop a rest uh APA Baseball for Windows uses a system called AIM, Advanced Injury Management, which is fabulous. And it basically makes you rest players and give them days off. And uh, pitchers have to have certain amount of rest days. You know, you can't use a reliever four days in a row. And you got to give them a day off here and there, you know. So Mm, all those things come into play. And the league just grew and grew and the website grew and we now have a comprehensive database. Uh, one of the one of the kids that I was working with at a hockey facility built this database for me, and it's online. Actually, it was built through a, a program called the Norwood Database. And my friend at work, who was 16 years old, started learning about programming, and I hired him to build me a database and make it online, and it all came together and. Now our league has career statistics for 25 years of data for wow. every single player that's played in the league. It's basically like 
for uh, for me, I'm going to go back to that 12-year-old feeling. It's the back of the baseball card for our players in our league. So, for example, CC Sabathia is our career leader with uh, wins, and I believe he has 265 wins in our league. Hmm. You know, and it's just something that you can go look up on our website for any player who's played. It's like a hmm. it's like a second reality, basically. You know, it's it, you know, and and I'm sure for everyone heavily involved in the league, it is reality in your own way. Like you think of two different sorts of players. You know how they perform in. MLB and how they perform in your league. It's exactly it. And I was, uh, I was with one of the guys that I work with. He was brand new last year. And I was telling him about my bat, my Midwest baseball league and how cool it was. And I was telling him that one of my kids was pitching tonight and, and he said, Oh, you have kids that play. And I said, no, no, no. One of my kids, Jesus Lazardo, my pitcher for the A's, he was pitching in a spring training game, and I had to get home to watch him. And he was like, oh, I don't understand. You said he was your kid. They right. are my kids. You know, these right. are my guys. These are the kids that I love to, to see. Right. When yeah. we were talking to Steve recently, you just talked about how you write you write your own narrative, and the, and the or it writes itself for you in certain cases, and that's kind of like what it does. Hmm. Yeah, yep. our, our league, the history that goes with it and and everything that comes together, it, it's brought us it's brought us as a group together and, and we've become family. You know, I, I have guys now that, you know, like I said, they're all over the country. And w- one of the guys in our league, uh, Paul, he lives in Virginia and they had a hurricane there some years back. You know, I call Paul before the hurricane. Hey, are you guys okay? Do you guys need anything? Anything I can do? I call him after the hurricane. Everything okay? You know, you take care of your family. And that's what it's become. The The league is, is become family. And our players become our, our, our pride and joy. And the stats mm-hmm. that they acquire, like you said, it becomes an alternative reality, really. And, you know, CC Sabathia is one of my favorite players, not only for what he did in the major leagues, but for what he's done in the Midwest Baseball League. Yes, exactly. Now, two questions come up, especially for people who have never played in a league like this. Um, you know, not everyone in the league is as tech savvy as others, probably. Um, and so how do you uh, collect stats um, to get it all coordinated? And my second question, and I, they might take a little time, is how do you guys uh, play against each other? Do you do it, um, you know, u- utilizing something online, um, or how does that work? You know, I know it's not face to face, you know, with somebody in California or something, but how how do you guys uh, handle that? Okay, well, I'm going to take the the second question first, and then I'll I'll tell you guys how the stat stuff works. Uh, games are done through micromanagers, so basically I can set my lineup for the next five, six, seven game series, whatever we have. And the computer has different types of managers that you can set to run your team. If you want to steal more, if you want your pitchers pulled early, there's different managerial skills that computer helps and uses as a what they call micromanager. So I might not play all of my away games at against somebody face to face or or with you know a a team viewer or things like that so the micromanager handles some of your away games your home games you play those out against a micromanager and then there's times when and especially now i mean we're, we're in quarantine so 
everybody's got a little extra time. And I know you guys have spoke with Dom on this, on how you guys get together and play games, but we use a free program called TeamViewer where you can jump into my computer and move my mouse just like you're sitting at my computer, just like you're sitting next to me, and we can play back and forth. Uh, last weekend, I played my best friend who, if it wasn't for the quarantine, we would sit right down together at my desk and we'd have a coffee or a beer and we'd play, you know, a five, six, seven game series. But we couldn't do it. So we hooked up over Team Viewer and we played that way and we actually used Zoom and we looked at each other face to face so we could laugh and joke and be like we were just sitting there together. Mm-hmm. So you, you play as you can you know each week we play a five six seven game series so you know on friday morning you're going to get a file from me the commissioner and you're going to play your games on friday saturday sunday or monday and then what you do is when your games are done you make a file and it's literally you you open up the program and you say create commissioner or create franchise file and click you name it and then you send that file to the commissioner's office I received that file and all of the other league members get a copy of that file so they can do the same thing. But as a commissioner, I pull all those files together. And with 28 teams, we have 14 sets of games coming in every week. And I compile those on Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock a.m. And by 10 o'clock, I send a file back out to all the league members And they basically have all the updated box scores for all of the 14 series, uh, five, six, or seven game series. And they can see who did what, who beat who. The stats get compiled, and it's all done on my end in about about two hours that it takes me to do it. And the league just runs continuously like that for 26 weeks until we get into playoffs. And then instead of, you know, 28 guys getting files, we're cut down to our – you know, 16 or a 12 team playoff. And we just continue through the playoffs the same way. One of the things I pride myself with, and I know I'm talking too much, so I'll, I'll let you guys jump in with some more questions. But no, this I is an interview this, on you. <laughs> so, no, that's I've, perfect. I've done this for 25 years and I've never in my 25 years as commissioner missed a Tuesday or a Friday file. I've had my parents die at separate times and during that week, I've still got the file out. I've still collected the files, you know, and it just works like clockwork. So it, it, it's just a great. You're like a machine. <laughs> I, you know what? I, it, a lot of people tell me that there's never someone who is more dedicated to what they do as far as running a baseball league, you know, and I'm sure you guys see this with, with projects and things like that with life. You know, you, things get in the way. But for me, yep. this is my my passion and my hobby. And nothing gets in the way of it you know I it's part of who drink. you are it is yeah. and i and i'm so thankful and i'm thankful for you guys to do these type of interviews to let people know that there's leagues out there like this you just got to mm-hmm. find them and it's so much fun I, I i gotta tell you guys about a league that's starting up a friend of mine is starting up a league and i think this is where you guys who i know are interested in baseball for windows i know you guys would be interested in this but he's running a league called or starting a league called the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And it's basically the history of baseball. So you get to bid on players from the entire era of Major League Baseball and the Negro Leagues, and then play out seasons using single years of their careers in 
random forms. So I know you guys are doing like a 68 replay and you guys, the passing of Al Kaline last week, it would be a great, you know, great to own Al Kaline and play in a league where you're playing his 1963 season, but you don't know what his next season is until the the season's over. And how cool would that be to have Gibson facing, uh, you know, Bob Gibson in 67 facing Ty Cobb in, in 1909, you know, with, Willie Mays being your center fielder. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It really does. Yeah. I'll hook Uh, you guys up with the guy's name and I'll get some information for you before you put this all together because it's it's really going to be a a very cool league. Hmm. I I like the name even. That's great. You know, <laughs> yes, kind of a little exactly. little ode to kind of a comic book, and you know, I know it's movies now, but that's originally how it started. So that's really that is again really cool. that's showing our age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we in I know we talked a little bit before we got on and recorded, but I mean, if we, neither of us own any BBW stuff, and uh, and you are well versed in that, and. I mean, and this is not just like kind of a a question, but also a serious one. Like, you know, if we were going to start purchasing some stuff for BBW, if a person was to do that, how should they start? What would you recommend? Without getting your wife upset with you. (laughs) Okay, well, let me first tell you about wives, and then I'll jump into the the question. You got to find yourself a wife that appreciates that you have a hobby and that you stay home. And I'm pretty sure you guys have that because I've seen yeah. you guys around. So uh, you guys, my wife runs my baseball drafts. She literally gives up her Saturdays for me and for the guys in our league. And she's done it for, I believe, 17 years now for me, has basically given up a Saturday and we draft 336 picks she comes every every year to draft day, and she keeps us in line, and we make 336 picks between 10.30 in the morning and 4.30 in the afternoon. And that includes minor leaguers that we've never heard of. So, <laughs> because I was, I was looking at your recent draft, and I was like, wow, they're going deep here. You know, I think oh, I saw yeah. Riley Green, and I was like, okay, I recognize like about one or two names here of <laughs> prospects, and and that was first round. I was like, I'm not even looking past the first round here. I, I who am I going to know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that's one of the things, and I'm going to go back to your baseball for windows question and what you guys need to set up. Uh, that's one of the things that's great about our league is with 28 teams, and as deep as we draft. And when we draft prospects, those prospects have to make it to the majors within three years. If they don't, that's our free agency, and you lose those guys. So we, we draft deep, and I'll jump off on a tangent, but I drafted a Roldis Chapman years ago before he ever pitched in the United States. I drafted him in February <laughs> in like the 10th round or 10th or 11th round, and he pitched in March in the World Baseball Classic here in the states and then he went back to cuba and then in july defected and then eventually landed with the reds and made it up in time and the guys after chapman made it up and i and i got him and he got his first appa card they said to me how did you know about him and i said that's how deep we draft you know that's how some guys do their research and see where they're at so it was it was pretty cool getting somebody out of cuba that had never pitched here that no one had ever heard about. So 
It, that was that one of my pride cool. and joy draft picks. So. Oh yeah, and that I, and that it, that's got to be really rewarding when that pays off like that. I mean, it's it's some you know it's not it's it's uh it's not about money or anything like that. It's about just kind of like you know getting that deep pick and then having it pay out for you. Um, that's that's really cool, you know. And you got to tell the story, hit. you know. Otherwise, you know, who's gonna know, you know? <laughs> I'm never gonna yeah. hit the lottery, but Chapman was my lottery. You know, oh yeah, for I mean, sure. That was like that was my my pick, and I, I you know I, I love that feeling that you get that that excitement that Aroldis Chapman is mine, and you know we we've had guys from our leagues from years, and one of our members passed a few years back, but he said, and it was it was a great saying. He said I was so excited to get Shane Halter in our draft. You know <laughs> how, how how do you get Shane Halter in your draft that you're excited for? But it, it was such a great feeling because he got somebody who played in the majors. So going back to your baseball for windows question, though, so mm-hmm. and what you guys need, it's 20 bucks to buy the game. You know, like when you think about it, it, it's pennies on the dollar for me. You know, I spent the $20 years ago to buy the game and, you know, 25 years later, I'm still playing it. So. 20 bucks for that game is nothing. And then the data discs, I'm pretty sure they're like 25 bucks a piece. So, you know, pick up, pick up a data disc that you like and play. And there, there's, you know, there's some that are come free with the, with the game. I, I'm not sure what the seasons are, but I think there's three years that actually mm-hmm. come with the, the CD. And what you can do is, you know, you can purchase the game from APA and, you get the game and you get at least three seasons and you guys can, you know, pick and play those players and you can mix and match those years. And I believe they have almost every data disc for the history of baseball now. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, you can grab players and and the game has so many components. One of them is called advanced draft where you can grab players and bring players in from certain years. And that's how this league for extraordinary gentlemen is going to work. You know, you're going to bring in players from different years and different numbers, uh, different years of their career. So you, again, you might get the 63 K line batting against the 78 Ron Guidry, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you can do that. And for 20 bucks to just get the game, I mean, pennies on the dollar for the time that you're going to spend. Yeah. It says on you guys, I'll, I'll set you guys up with learning how to play. I'll walk you through it. We can do a, a team viewer meeting and I can show you how the game oh, works okay. and, and all of that. And if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd actually love to do that and we could record it on Zoom and you guys can yes. use that for one of your next, you know, one of your next uh, shows. That is a great mm-hmm. idea, Stray. Uh, yes, for sure. That, that would be really good. And we're going to, yeah, we were experimenting a little with Zoom last night just for playing an app go game uh, with Jackie Robinson Day today. And just to be able to put that, push that out on like YouTube. Um, but yeah, doing the BBW stuff would be great for people that are listening who are thinking about BBW. I just, you know, just so you know, the three seasons included, uh, like Stray was saying, are 1957, 1976, and 2014. Um, so those are the ones right now that are on the on the twenty dollar. 5.75 disc and it and it says on there that it has the programs for uh stat master draft league manager are on there so that those are all the kind of things you need to start up is that correct Stray? yep all those programs come with it it's it's amazing for twenty dollars you get 
You get the game itself. You get the league manager where you can schedule your entire league out. You get advanced draft where you can move players up and down on your roster. And it, it has a draft feature. It has all these things. And, and you get the, the stat master, which tracks all your stats. So when you break all those games down, it, it's or all those programs down, it's $5 per each of those. Yeah, and again, it's yeah. pennies on the dollar for the time that you guys are going to spend. And, and all the people out there in Apple land, I mean, if you're a cards and dice guy, you might have a little bit of a problem not rolling the dice. I mean, I know guys that are like that. They just don't get that feel. But when you can compile your stats in seven seconds and yeah. play games, you know, that let's say you're playing a season, you're playing that 1976 season that comes with it with Mark Vidrich, and you just want to run the Tigers. You can zip off the games for the other teams in the American League and the National League in basically two, three seconds per game. And then you can sit down and play your game out and have Vidrich pitch in, you know, against Mm -hmm. the 76 Yankees and whatever five game series that or three game series that was in Detroit on Monday night baseball. You can recreate mm-hmm. that just like mm-hmm. you guys do with cards and dice. Right. Yeah. Plus you get a really good uh, 76 Cincinnati team for that year too. It's a, you know, that's a good team as well. Um, a couple follow-up questions that come up. Um, I know you say carded and that's a, a kind of a cards and dice term, but do you um, find yourself looking at um, the stats or the card because there are cards that you can kind of look at through BBW, right? Um, or am I wrong on that? No, you can look at the cards just like you guys do. You can actually click, on, I think it's a left click and view card, and you guys can look at that card. And I, I'm going to say something that I, I don't understand the numbers. I know you guys do, and the guys that grew up playing the games. And I respect you guys so much for it. And I'm going to talk very stupidly as an APA player right now, but you guys know these numbers like an 11 is this and a 13 is that. And I I have no clue what those numbers mean, (laughs) but I so respect you guys because you can look at a card and say, Oh my gosh, this guy's got seven hit and runs and four this and three that. And I'm like, okay, Okay. guys. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's interesting. So like uh, the uh, Tom's monster card Mondays really don't do anything for you then. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. I yeah. love reading this stuff. I love Tom's stuff. You know, I played in a league with Tom called The Boys of Summer. And, you know, I, I love that it, it's up there and it's like, oh, so I'm going to look. Because even though I don't understand what the card means, uh, if I can get that guy in a draft, I'm going to get him because right. I know he's got a yeah. good card. <laughs> well, the beauty of APA is if, the, if the, car, the cards do reflect what their performance can be and whether you understand the card or not, if you know what the player is, then you're still on the right path. And yeah. so that works. But I think as somebody who, somebody like uh, me or Kevin who have uh, dealt with, like looking at the cards, the fact that you can still look at the card um, is, is, a, a draw. Is, a, is a draw. Yeah. I mean, it's a draw in, you know. And so we were like, because we're seriously, you know, looking into uh, some BBW stuff. One, just because of our personal interest and also just to uh, get involved because of doing this podcast and wanting to have. Uh, you know, insight. I mean, while you say you don't um, feel like you, uh, you feel kind of dumb about the cards, we feel dumb about BBW. <laughs> so, yeah. so and, we're and kind of, that's, that's the beauty of it, that we're going to share that APA, that we still have that APA feeling and that APA love and that com- camaraderie as baseball fans and APA fans that I'm going to teach you and you mm-hmm. guys can help 
teach right. People. And there is a yeah. there is a there there are different principles about APA. And one of them is you know patience and sticking through stuff. Another one is teaching people things. And yeah, uh, and you know because you kind of learn it. You know, it's all we we talk about those different kind of entry points. My other qu- follow up question that I, I wanted to go is like if you um what do you what would someone need to have who's like in your league? Like they need to obviously have the the game, but then they probably buy the season. Um, do they need to have certain micromanager discs? You know, I see that they have like fan managers, which are different ones and stuff. I mean, what what is required in a league like yours for somebody to be a uh, have a franchise? Yeah, well, what are you looking for? You, you definitely got to have baseball for Windows five point seven five. You got to keep the game up to date. Uh, Appa does a great job of sending out updates. I think we're on update twenty five and play by play update seven, maybe. And those are basically just things that help enhance the game and fix the little things that that they find that you know were errors. Uh, you definitely need a data disc that can be purchased from Appa every year. Uh, you can. <clears throat> You can have micromanagers. You definitely need to have all of them in the league. And those are fairly cheap. You can get them on on different places and things like that. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. a guy that makes them and he can, you know, he can, he's actually even made some that are custom for me. So when I had a really good team, I would spend the 20 or 25 bucks and have him make one. So it would run my team like I would. So when I'm on the road, it's kind of, kind of cool. But the, the crazy thing about that is the programming code was back in 1998 and there's not many people that know how to code a micromanager but Mm. uh i think it's steve galbraith and he has a site uh and he does the micromanagers he's done mine probably five or six times so those were the three things that you need as far as getting into a league like mine i'll be honest with you we do so much research and depth with minor leaguers and things like that that you have to have a passion for baseball and a knowledge I do a three-step process to have guys even apply for a team that I before I even send it to our committee to look over. You know, one of the things we do is, you know, I have somebody apply, then I have them fill out something else that I send them, and I'm looking for somebody who's going to send that back right away. I'm look I'm not looking for somebody who waits 6 weeks and returns that, you know, because that's not how the league works. Right. You have to have mm-hmm. files turned in on Tuesday and then on Friday. And if you don't have the time to at least respond back about something you're going to be passionate about, you kind of get, you know, pushed off to the side for, for our league. Right. Uh, we, we have 28 franchises. We have turnover. You know, people have lives and children. And some of the guys come back after their kids have grown. You know, I have – Steve Cutler, who is my right-hand man in both leagues, he left our winter league for probably 10 years, and he came back this year. He took the franchise that was open, and he's going to take it over, and he said, in four years, I'm going to turn it around. Okay, I hope he does. <laughs> but we have to have passionate baseball fans. Right. So, again, for my league, you got to have – you know, I say my league, but I, I truthfully take that back. It's our league. The guys mm-hmm. with me are – it's ours together. You know, without me – these guys would take it over and run it. So we have such good people. You know, I have Steve Cutler. I have Bill Schindel, who Bill Schindel was one of the first guys from uh, Miller Associates who developed and, and wrote the entire help file for Baseball for Windows. He's nice. in both of my leagues. And, mm. you know, Bill's like an encyclopedia of if something's wrong with the game or we don't understand something, we go to Bill. So mm-hmm. I've got great resources and great people. And that's what we do. You know, we, we bring in great people into the leagues 
and we call them lifers, you know, hopefully they stick around for life, you know? Yeah. And I think it's great when you have somebody like uh, Cutler who can recognize when he needs to pull back a little bit for the betterment of the, of the leagues, you know, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do. You have to, you, there's a certain level of commitment that you need to have. I think that w- the league that you were saying that's starting up with the league of in- extraordinary gentlemen could be something like you have to find something that fits. Like while I like minor league stuff and I know Kevin lives in grand Rapids and, and, you know, has a minor league team there and stuff. Um, I would be more interested in a baseball history thing, and that would be a yes. direction that I would go. I would, too. but, um, but I, but I, you know, you just got to know like what it, what are your, uh, what are your strengths, and how does it fit you, what you want to do. But for something like that league, that extraordinary gentleman league, you'd have to buy several of the data discs, right, in order to make sure you got the players you needed. Wouldn't that be the case? Well, in, in that, I'm not sure because I'm not running that league. I, I kind of just know a little bit about it. I'm still thinking about joining it because I'm very interested in, you know, again those matchups. And, and you could use another history. league, Stray. You know I mean? Pardon me? <laughs> you yeah, could use another no, league. No, no. Actually, <laughs> we talk about things, and you guys talked about, you know, what, your wives and spending the money. I don't need to spend any more time with with a league, but I'm so involved that I wanna I wanna do this, you know. Uh, the data disc thing, I think there's ways around that because you can, you know, if somebody buys this disc and you put together your own disc, there might be a way of doing that and using players. There's also something years ago called the Bill James Encyclopedia where you could actually import every player. I think that stopped around 1997 that they stopped producing that. I think mm-hmm. that was Miller Associates that, that did produce it and they eventually stopped. But I can pull up any player from history because I have that 1997 disc, so mm. or, or that that disc that had all the players up until 1997. And then once mm. you load them in, you don't need to keep putting that disc, that data disc, in, do you? Like like when you're actually, I mean, this is showing how dumb I am on BBW. Like <laughs> like you know, you install the the actual game disc, right? Do you need to always have that in like a CD drive? while you're playing or is it in by you know like you're good then or like what do you need to like when you're actually playing the game what discs do you need to have um going through your computer once you install the cds uh the cd baseball for windows you have all the programs you need and then you just need to load a data disc once and from there basically that data disc is on your computer and you have it from there in league play like we do we exchange things called c files and franchise files c file is a commissioner file which i send out i send out on friday morning for the midwest baseball league and that basically says here's a file to to the 28 members of the league including myself here's your play ball file and that play ball file 14 teams will have home games and then they'll return the file, which is called a franchise file, because their franchise will send me the data. They need to do that by Tuesday morning. So you never have to install things again after you've installed it that first time. Mm. You just have to transfer files. And a, a, a commissioner file is like so small compared to what, what we transfer electronically mm-hmm. in computers today. Yeah. And a, a, a commissioner file is larger than a franchise file, but it's so minuscule. And it basically it's just numbers, takes, basically. It know? is. Yeah. It's basically a data disk that basically you're transferring the stats back and forth. And it's, it's so simply done, you know, with a file sent back and forth each week, you update it. And it's literally, I, I update the file, 
and put them all together. 14 files for me takes probably 10 minutes to load and get things done. And then I send it back out and it takes you 10 seconds to grab the file, hit league play, load commissioner file, boom, you have all the stats updated, all the scores updated. You can look at the box scores. You can go into stat master. Baseball hmm. for windows. Incredible. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's good to know. Just like we, Kevin and I were talking, we're like, I, we having never played, we weren't sure if it was like a one-time install or you need to, because you know, a lot of um, laptops and things these days, when you get them, they don't have a uh, internal drive. And, uh, and you can hook up an external one and do something simple. But if you had to do that all the time, that could be, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be a turnoff to me, but it could be a turnoff to, to some people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely they have... a turnoff with that file, but once, or with that, that disk drive. But, you know, you can borrow a, a CD drive player from somebody external, plug it in, load the game, load the data disk, you're done. You know, that, that's as simple as it is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, can, you can actually leave the CD in. On, on com- computers that have it, and it, and it does have Ernie Harwell's voice. I know you guys are Michiganders, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool listening to Ernie. I mean, he doesn't pronounce a lot of the, the new players' names, but you go back into history, and, you know, when he says the name of Bob Gibson and, and the games, you know, got Ernie Harwell on in the background, I'll be, you know, I play in my league and all that, but every once in a while I miss Ernie so much that I'll just throw a game in, and I'll be cleaning my room or, or my office or doing something, and, I got the baseball game being played by two micromanagers with Ernie Harwell's voice going on in the background. I feel like I'm in 1978 again. Hmm. Does the uh, original, like the 5.75, does it come with some micromanagers already or do you have to purchase them? Yes, there's about four or five that I think come with it. Okay. Uh, If you guys check APA site, it should tell you what's on there. Uh, and, and if you, you want, there are managers, I believe, again, available through Steve Galbraith and other places. And managers are pretty cheap. Uh, backgrounds for Windows are pretty cheap. There's a lot of stuff that you can get, you know, through APA on sale and things like that. So, Yeah, it comes with some uh, stadiums like Tiger Stadium and other you know, old Yankee Stadium and stuff. Is, that doesn't really affect the gameplay. It's just... Uh, for what you want to see on your screen, right? Or is it? it it's the make, visual. I play at Old yeah. Tiger Stadium. You know, I mean, you guys are again Michigan, Michiganders, and you know we grew up sitting there, and and that yeah. feeling that you walked out when you when you went through and you saw that green grass, you know, and it's like yep. that feeling is what I mm-hmm. get. I'm 12 again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, that, I'm 12 right now, game, having this interview with guys. Yeah. That I, first, I that, that first game but. of the season, walking out and seeing the 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 green grass. Yeah, it was always. And there was a way that like it's different. It was different at Tiger Stadium compared to Comerica. Nothing against Comerica, but like Comerica, you can kind of peek through easier. Where at, at, at Tiger Stadium, you had to kind of go into the the stadium. Mm-hmm. So like you couldn't see anything until you really got, you know, closer to the field and so it had kind of like a more dramatic entry to it. Old Yankee Stadium was like that too. I remember the first time I went there and you walk up a tunnel and you're there and it's like boom, it's Yankee Stadium. You're like, holy cow, you know. So, yep. Um, so you uh, do the leagues. Do you ever do any replays or anything through like BBW or anything like that, Stray? I don't have the time to do. I I figured you didn't, but you know, we always like to ask, you know, absolutely. I did start, uh, there was a a Negro league that I purchased Negro league disc and I started playing around with those. And I just, I threw all the players out there in a pool 
and I kept the team names of the Negro Leagues, and I just did a draft. So I drafted the Negro League players' names that I kind of knew. I mean, you know, I'm not that old to remember that, but I remember the names, you know, Double Duty Radcliffe and Satchel Page and mm-hmm. Turkey Stearns and things like that. Actually, Turkey Stearns is buried real close to me in a cemetery, and yeah. uh, me and one of me and my best friend, we went a few years back, and we threw the ball over his grave on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and we played catch with Turkey Stearns, and when we were done, we left the ball for Turkey Stearns. Mm, nice. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Hall of Famer, Turkey Stearns. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you, um, even though you don't necessarily do your own sort of replay, do you think people who are into uh, doing replays would, I mean, find uh, BBW a nice uh, alternative? The thing that really attracts Kevin and I about that is how it's playing the master game in a faster way through um, through the engine of, of BBW. Absolutely. And I know that Dom spoke about this in his interview with you guys, but it's finding what's right for you and the league that's right for you or the replay that's right for you. I know you guys love the, the, the replay of a year or a single player's career. You can do all of those things with Baseball for Windows, and you can run it faster or slower, and you can play every team out, and you can find the lineups for many years, and you could play the exact lineup out and the exact pitcher that you want to start that game. Baseball for Windows can do so much, and, again, it's finding – what's right for you guys. I, I'm pretty sure knowing you guys now a little bit that that's that tiger replay of uh, what year you guys are playing a card for K line or something. Um, well, Kevin would just finish the 68 replay and yeah. I, and I think you're going to go back. You're going to do, I'm going to do 1908. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think had a little trouble. With, hey, I think uh, Dom was alive that year. I think, Dom <laughs> yeah. I think he may have been. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He could probably <laughs> tell us what it was like. Kirk was trying to, he was just kind of giving it a go and starting like a 67 Tiger single team replay. And he ran into an issue with uh, Jake Wood not being on the team because he had gotten traded like later in the year. He was on a different team. So let's say he was doing a 67 replay in BBW. Um, Could he easily, um, for uh, that lineup early in the season when Jake Wood was on the team, go grab Jake Wood, put him on the Tigers, have him play in that game, and then he'd be off? Or would that be a problem? No, not tri- a problem at all. So you right. can actually move players around, and you can you could do the the replay that you're talking about, and move the players on the exact date that they got traded. Okay. So there, the the card for the player, and you guys know what I'm talking about. The card for the player is basically his year. So his year would be partially with the Tigers, and where was Jake Wood traded? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So you could play that year with, let's say he got traded on June 1st. June 1st, you can trade him from the Tigers to Cincinnati. His card's going to be the same, but now you can put him on the right team on the right date. And that's right. literally a drop and drag with a player, and it takes about two seconds to move right. him from one team that's to the cool. other. That's cool. Because like when I was tr- experimenting with doing it on AppaGo, because I was like, I want to see how this works, you know, and you would have to basically um, custom create every team for 1967 before you even started playing you know like if it's the american league i guess it would be just the american league teams but i was like wow this would this is a lot of setup and you you know you'd be moving a lot of guys around um and kevin and i were that's where we started saying i bet you it's easier in bbw 
which it sounds like it is. Yeah. Very simple, very simple yeah. move. Uh, it's you guys will get so familiar with moving players around that it becomes second nature. You know, we have we have trades happen in our league all the time, and I can literally make a trade, have the website updated, and the email out maybe two minutes after the trade happened, and and I received confirmation from both guys. So you can make that trade happen almost instantly when you're doing it for yourselves in a replay league. What's mm. great is you know. Baseball Reference and all these other sites have all this history of transactions, so you can follow those transactions. You can even follow the, the roster moves of, of up and down, of, of who got called up and who was down that day. You know, it, oh, It's yeah. a lot of research on your end to do that, but that's the great thing about APA is finding what's cool for you. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, the well, those are fun rabbit holes to go down. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, like even when if you do a card and dice replay like Kevin talks about, he'll have, okay, all the cards in envelopes and he might be playing and then he's putting together a lineup that he's, you know, looked up from history and then he doesn't have a certain card. He's like, where'd this guy go? And then he looks it up and goes, you know, down and grabs a card and brings it back up and and gets it set up. But, you know, you're just doing that more digitally with BBW, but it's still the Mm -hmm. same process, which Kevin talks about is kind of cool. Um you know, just, you know, because you feel like you're, you know, then you're walking up his, his basement stairs with this card and you almost feel like you're carrying the guy to the game. Or yeah. Something like like that. he's coming to my game now, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Driving <laughs> Mr. Yogi, you're bringing Yogi yeah. to the ball game, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So a lot of, you have to get any of the seasons you want. Like if, you know, you guys are uh, 1996 or 97 or something, those are all on like a, a data disk or do they have anything that you can just download it? Like, can you download it straight from APA or is it everything on disk like that? No, APA has uh, digital downloads, but I think they send them to you. So usually it takes a, a day or two. You know, John's a busy guy. I mean, I think he's yeah. pretty much a, a one or two or three person show and the guy's super busy. So when he gets to that digital download, you can basically get your data disk, you know, maybe a day or two later or something like that. But it's literally just a data disk, a zip file, you unzip it. Now you have every single player. And that's what's great about it compared to the cards is that I have every single player. So I have that guy with two at bats, you know, and I can use him. And baseball for Windows, when you, when you play certain ways with with things and this is functionality that you can set or use or not use but with aim you know you get a guy that was one for two and you can set it to where basically he's done after he gets three at bats maybe you know i I know dom spoke with that but it's 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 truthfully it's great because i don't want to have a guy who's one for two batting 600 times right exactly (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) now um those are the like the each season kind of you get a download link um if you if somebody wanted to go back let's say after they get it and they want to get an all-time you know like a bats um disc or something do they have to uh get the actual disc and get it mailed to them or are those able to be sent digitally as well that would be a question for Dom or one of the guys who knows a little bit more about APA itself, the game company. I'm pretty sure, though, that all that can come electronically. I, I don't think they have, you know, you can buy the physical disc, and I think it's probably 5 or $10 more. That way you have a copy. But with the cloud these days and, and storage and, you know, why clutter up your house when you can put a file in a Dropbox and save it and have it forever, you know? Yeah. That's true. 
Yeah. Dom, this, did you, I'm not sure if you guys saw Dom's post on Facebook last week, but he had some Apple discs that were floppy discs. Yes. That yeah. were from that way back. Kind of, and oh, my I, goodness. I, he, yeah. Somebody asked what those were, and I said those yeah. were coasters. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because who's got a floppy drive to hook up? Yeah. Something? Oh that goodness. would, um, yeah. Yeah. but you could conceivably um, like take the data off the CD that you had. Let's say you have the like do you you said you had the Negro League one. Do you have it on CD? Is that or how you got it, or did you get it digitally? No, I got it digitally, and I think it was someone who, and this is another great feature with Apple, but you can brew your own discs. And I say brew, it's basically mm. create your own discs. And mm. I think this person put together this Apple disc and basically built in all these players and the teams and shipped it out to a few people and went from mm. there. There's there's other uh, people that make data disks, and I don't want to take money away from App. I never right. want to do that because I want to support John because this game is wonderful. And there's people that make disks, you know, and things like that, and they borrow disks and share disks. Uh, again, not something I want to get into, but you can do that. So you can create your own, you know. You can have Kevin Weber if you want him okay. on your Apodisc. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this makes yeah. – I mean, I think it's cool that – I hit 442, so, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Um, but, like, if somebody what wanted to – What time you wake to, up? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if somebody wanted to uh, go back to a season, like, in the 1800s or something and, and make – uh, you know some players and stuff they could they could make their own thing that's great that you have that flexibility to do that and then have it still work within the bbw game that that's wonderful there are guys that have built uh japanese leagues and minor leagues and things like mm. that and one of the great things is i know you guys talk about this with with cards sometimes you say oh there's an error on this card and in baseball for windows you can go into advanced draft open up the card of that player and change that number to what you want that number to be wow mm. i want it to be a one no, I'm yes <laughs> again 53 one that's what i, I want know. for my error number <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one's always a home run right so, <laughs> yes, so. yes. <laughs> yeah. right. well that that is really good stuff i think that uh even personally and hopefully this is useful for other people who listen to the podcast um I feel like I've learned a lot more about BBW and the pros Me and too. cons, and I'm 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 sold. I'm you know I I'm interested in it for sure. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, I definitely would like to do that. Um, I was thinking about you know putting in a purchase um, these last couple of days, and um, I wanted to wait and, and talk about it, but I definitely would like to do it and, and see what the deal is. Yeah. For sure. For twenty bucks, guys, you'll never spend a better twenty dollars. One of one of the guys in our league uh, said to me many years ago. He said, "You know, you go to the movies with you and your wife, and it's twenty bucks, and you didn't even like the movie, and it's over. Mm-hmm. Now you spend twenty bucks, and you're gonna you're gonna yeah. have baseball for Windows, and all the free time that you have." you are going to spend playing this game and your wife's going to get mad. So it might not yeah. be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen one way or the other, right? It seems like they could charge like $75 for the, 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 you know, game disc, you know, if they wanted to. I honestly you know? don't know, don't know why John doesn't have that price higher than that. I mean, yeah, maybe because he's trying to push app a go and, and that's a reoccurring 
uh, process for us to keep spending money. But for me, I spend money every year on Napa. You know, I have the $20 data disc or the, the baseball for windows game, but I purchase that data disc just like you guys do with your cards. You purchase that. So it's every year I have to make that purchase. So, so you, do you buy the disc or do you bucks. just get the, you get the download sent to you like the zip. I file, get the right? download sent to me just for the fact that I don't need to have data discs laying around like Dom does you know, from 1922. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say then, that because, because I know Dom pretty well. Uh, I was right. in New York maybe two years ago and I called Dom up and I said, Hey, I'm in New York. And he said, where are you at? And within four hours, we were sitting at dinner together, sharing a bottle of wine, Dom, myself, my wife at the end of the night, I and Billy Joel, because he's bill. in Long Island, too. No. <laughs> at, the do- at the end of the night, I walked up to pay the bill, and Dom took care of it. Oh, Dom nice. is that kind of guy. And that's what's, that, you know, that's a great thing about APA is that I can go anywhere in the country now. You know, I can go to California or New Brunswick or wherever in, into Canada, and there's somebody who's APA that, you know, a guy in my league, I can go there and say, hey, I'm going to crash at your house tonight. You know, they're more than welcome because we get to spend time talking about the league, talking about APA, talking about baseball. It's friendships. Um, I, I We often kind of use that phrase of like the an APA community, and everybody has those within their leagues or tournaments and things. And I think that that has to be a healthy, strong thing um for the hobby to continue so and that's what draws people back because sometimes it can be uh it can wear you know there's a lot there's work involved you know um but it's fun but like you gotta kind of if you're trying to like um you know you're in a league you're trying to make sure you keep up with what your end is so that everybody can have the same enjoyment and and so yeah you kind of it's kind of a foxhole mentality in its own kind of way yeah Mm mm-hmm that's definitely um, one of the things with leagues is you have to be you have to be vigilant about getting the files out and doing things to keep that enjoyment going because you get one guy who's never turning in his files and things like that and it becomes it becomes an issue and you almost feel a little bit of resentment there and things like that. Well, I'm going to ask you guys a question if you don't mind. I hate to, to oh, keep no, you guys. Feel free. But what are we going to do with APA and the younger generation? I mean, we've been to the Greater Michigan Tournament. We see that there's four or five kids there that are play. I believe one of, one of you guys have a child that plays or, mm. or knows how to play. Yeah, well, yeah. What are we going to do all of to our, have and we've and had continue kids, yeah. APA? Mm-hmm. What are we going to well, do to continue APA with, with this? Because Baseball for Windows, I'm not sure. You know, it, It's an older program. I still love it. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will love it. But I don't think the 8-year-old or the 12-year-old or even the 18-year-old right now will love it like we do. No, no. I mean, there's some kids that will, but there's a lot that wouldn't. And I think that it's got to be uh, a more um, digital platform. They, the one that the app of Go needs to move more toward a master game type of thing. And there's got to be more online connectivity with it. Um, maybe video, maybe audio type stuff uh, to try to draw them in. Because, I mean, I, I love the, the cards and dice. Um, I think I will really like BBW when I try that out. But um, there's got to be different ways. I mean, Kirk's got two um, boys at home that like to play video games a lot. What do you think that they would, how, how would they be drawn in, Kirk? Well, my, my oldest son, he's a junior in high school. Um, he's has a couple seasons of out of the park baseball, which is um, you can download from Steam. Have you either of you heard of this before? It's 
kind of uh, a simulation you you manage. Um, you don't go against other people. Um, you basically cre- create a franchise. You want to be the Tigers, and you can go season by season and try and work through the minor leagues and and simulate. You know, basically, you're the general manager and manager of this team, and it has the real players that are in it. And so, if you ever did a, if you went to Steam.com, Steam, you know, is kind of like a lot of the PC gaming. And there's a lot of games on there. And and some people have to have a really nice computer in order to play some of those more sophisticated games. But a game that's more of a simulation for baseball, like like APA is, or BBW, could easily be transferred into a Steam format. Seems like they need to go in that kind of direction to try to draw those people in and those young that younger crowd. And then that yeah. would give them a vehicle to um I believe have uh you know how like if you want to play face to face through Zoom or um like uh, you know Teams or you know some way of sharing, you kind of have to do it yourself and have a little bit of a ambition to do that where if you could uh utilize something like Steam, which is probably the biggest one, uh, they could have that already set up for you through their accounts, and then everything would be digital. And I think that could be a way to draw in different And it's audiences. all in one spot, you know, so that people can go. Like, you could have your league set up there. And that's kind of like what the, the Apple Go League that Steve Stein has. He says he's got several younger guys, some teenagers in that league, because they're probably willing to go to that if it's in one spot and they have to like set everything up through email, but that seems like a way that it, it might, um, might work to get some younger people. I, I think that it's going to be a thing where, um, the game itself has to be all digitally through some sort of, um, website and you really don't have any discs involved any, anymore. Yeah. Young people aren't going to put discs in the computer. <laughs> right. Do that. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's kind of you know that's kind of what we're thinking. But I, I mean I hope they're able to do that. And I don't know the um, costs of that sort of thing. Um, I mean I know they spend money putting those things together. But um, I think you know that direction would be good. Um, I'd like to see that. I mean, there's things that, you know, I mean, you don't need to necessarily be, I mean, you could have your standalone and if somebody wanted to do a replay or something, but, but they could, they could make it work. Have you had a, a very much experience with Apa Go, Stray? I, I jumped on it when it first came out because I thought it was what was going to take over for baseball for Windows. But the way it works and without league play, it really doesn't do anything for me except for, just give me another way of playing some games online with somebody. But again, I don't know the cards and dice, so it kind of was not what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying about where we need to go with APA, I'm sure it's a cost thing for yeah. John and APA itself because the programming that it takes. I mean, just in my league alone, having somebody build my database so it worked on the web was costly to me and, and the league. You know, I had the guys that we pay franchise fees what we call you know each year and the guys help you know support my website and things like that mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't imagine what john would have in a programming fee to have that but mm-hmm. that's exactly where it needs to go if, APA, if it's going to survive is going to yeah. survive you mm-hmm. know right and i hate to say that because look at the enjoyment that you know that all of us get we, we sit here in quarantine and we've spent an hour plus talking about baseball i, I could keep going Right. Yeah. And what the reason and and something that I've been thinking about, but haven't actually said on the podcast or even to Kevin when we've been talking 
is there are other alternative things that simulate, you know, it, whether it's an old board and dice game like Strat or like an old computer game like we talked about earlier, right, with uh, – what was the Micro game? League. League. Micro League. Micro um, League. Or like uh, the the game I was just talking about on Steam. Um, but what makes APA Baseball and the other ones special is their ability to make accurate performing cards, whether they're through BBW or through Epigo or actual cardboard uh, or cardstock. Um, that they produce very i mean they i don't know how it was i mean it's gotten better over the years but it was still good in the 1950s when they first came out and that being able to be translated whether it's digitally or not is the key like if apple all of a sudden it went under um you wouldn't have that accuracy you would uh, start talking more about how yeah i like this and it and it simulates but it just doesn't have quite the um it just doesn't produce it the right way that apa used to do that's what people would start to say i think um so they have a formula that allows them to do that and i'd hate to see that ever go away i would hope yes. that formula became what what they call public domain so we would have people who could still make the cards and make the data discs you know i I never want to see john's company go under Uh, you know appa has provided so much for all of us that i would never want to see that but it comes down to supporting him and also by supporting him letting him know what we need and where it needs to go like you talk about pursue the pennant or uh out, out of the pennant, what, what was it called? Out of the Park Baseball. Is out of the called, Park. Which is a like, solid game. You yeah, know? I, I've seen it. I actually dabbled with it for a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, and, and we need to get we need to get those ideas out there. And I hate to say it, but, you know, we're older, so we're mm-hmm. setting our ways. And I'm sure John is setting his ways and doesn't, you know, doesn't understand what, you know, the younger generation wants. I sure don't. You know, I've got kids and grandkids that I have no idea what they want. Right. Well, and I, I kind of liken it to uh, with competitors. Um, you have you could have a, a cola. You could have Coca-Cola, and there's other colas. Pepsi you might like, you might not, but then there's those kind of off-brand ones. You know, you get the one from Kroger or something, and it doesn't taste quite like Coca-Cola or something. Like there's yes, just exactly. something else. And, you know, there's a, there's a recipe to APA, that um, they were able to hit early on, and that is what needs to always be remembered and continued, you know, with whatever product they have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, um, I I think that, you know, just for the sake of people listening to our podcast and stuff too, we normally try to, after we get past the hour mark, we're about, you know, over 70 minutes in, um, to kind of wrap it up. Um, and we, I think, you know, we've said this to other people and we mean it. Um, we probably would like to have you come back. And I think what we're going to dabble into BBW and then we can kind of maybe use that as a long We'll have point. a bunch of questions at that point, I'm right. sure. Right, you know, and, and experiences and bring you in is um, what we consider our BBW expert, basically, because of all of your involvement for so many years and things like that. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it would be fun to be in a league with you. Not that I think I could handle being in, um, in your, you know, your big league, uh, the Midwest baseball, but like, you know, just like how you're able to add so many elements to things with websites and, you know, data collection and things like that. But we really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking with us. I know you enjoy talking about it like we do. 
Uh, but yes. it, I think it's been very interesting. I don't want it to end. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll have to just, set, like we mentioned, we'll have to set something up, um, maybe some kind of YouTube thing that will produce, you know, through Zoom or whatever on BBW um, at some point. We'll, we'll have to see what we can do for that. And what we'd Absolutely. really like, we'd also like that if people have, um, you know, questions. And a lot of our, um, a lot of the people like we talked about um, who are into APA are older cards and dice guys who may listen to this podcast and, you know, think about BBW. If they have questions, they need to uh, try to communicate those to us. And there's a couple ways they could do it. They could send us an email to uh, doubletakefeedback at gmail.com, or they could, uh, you know, do something through social media or Facebook, or they could leave a, a voice message or something. And then we could uh, use that as kind of also some uh, topics we could get into in the future. So don't think of it as it ending, Stray. Think of it as just pausing into another time. Yes. I, I can't wait. I look forward to it. When you guys purchase Baseball for Windows, as soon as you have the discs and you're ready, let's set up a Zoom meeting and I'll walk you guys through as much as we can, especially if we're still in uh, quarantine. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, I wish both you guys and your families well. And I thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I don't want it to end. And now I look forward to it. Just a small pause in our relationship. All right. Thank All right. you very much. Well, thank you. Yes. Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.